Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nawara. If you follow us on social media at Grid Iron Gamble, you would know that last night I dared to be square and I was punished thusly. So here I am, standing, arms wide open, totally unprotected. Give it to me, boys. Suck it, Rich. That's it? You didn't learn your lesson after week one? I thought you guys would come stronger than that. All right. Well, like I said, you didn't learn your lesson after week one? What lesson was that? The Patriots didn't teach you about being square, especially on primetime. I mean, sometimes you got to dare to be square, but... You you know rules, yeah, primetime and loom. Primetime and loom. angles, man. Come on. And primetime prime time Deshaun. And, and primetime Andy Dalton. Yes, there were card-carrying members scattered across Cincinnati, Ohio, last night. As the Texans won outright, back-to-back Thursday night football underdogs winning outright. So I'll, I guess I'm just going to blindly fire the dog next week. This is the Super Contest podcast. This is where we create our card We're going to do a lot of yelling today, boys and girls, looking at all four of our submissions. Uh, Let's just say this. If we were using the old method, the card we are about to submit would never, ever, ever have been the card. So I'm I'm ready for some some bullets to fly. Are we going to get some vetoes today? Well, I didn't even think about that, but there's definitely... A possibility. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. Get that, uh, get that button ready. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to pull something up. I don't, I don't have anything prepared, so I'll have to, I'll have to effort for something. Um, yeah, crazy show. 2-2-1 uh, two, two last week, if you didn't listen to the recap or any previous podcasts, right in the middle. Uh, kind of got moosed in some areas, but obviously got super lucky on Monday night. So we can live with 2-2-1, two, two brush it off, and go on. Looking at the individual records across the board... Yours truly was the only person above 500 in the top five, with top five picks, I should say. Three and two. Both Brett and Mo were two, two, and one. And Donnie. Whew. Donnie. Oh. Killed it. I killed it. Oh, four and one. What do you have to say for yourself? That there's nowhere to go up or nowhere but here. I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very I o- definitely o- haven't had and one. too much coffee this morning yet. That's a very 0-4 and one response. <laughs> that is a very 0-4 and one response. Yes, yes, it is. I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna try and fix myself. Just carry on with the show, Rich. Home dogs, including last week's uh, last night's cover, four and two against the spread this season. Consensus picks were four, four and one last week, and with a majority pick last night. Majority picks where three hosts are on a side are one. One and or excuse me, yes, one one and zero. Brett got his lone wolf with the Lions last week, and I failed to get a lone wolf last night with those pesky Cincinnati Bengals. But it is week two, and the first thing we look at on these shows now is split games, games where we have two hosts on one side and two hosts on the other. And I gotta, I can't bury the lead. I gotta go with the biggest split game on the board. It is Patriots at Saints. I'm going to let you get your sea legs here again, DP. Uh, you were on the Pats 
as is Bert Minotti, the god. Mo and I on the other side. On the Saints, plus six and a half, the big home dogs. DP, the sky sounded like it was falling. Gronk sounded like his career was over, and now you're laying six and a half on the road. Tell me why. Well, I don't really need Gronk uh, to be the Gronk of old in order to cover six and a half against the Saints. I mean, come on. This is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I'm going to lean with Bill Belichick and my New England Patriots as they bounce back with 10 days to prepare after a horrible uh, outing in, in week one. Um, you know, I just I really like them to just get everything right, or at least as right as they can right now, um, specifically on the defense with that front seven. And uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna hone in pretty well. I mean, I this is gonna be a high scoring game. It's gonna be a shootout. But at the end of the day, I like the Patriots to be able to get a few more stops than I like the Saints to, and the Patriots to go on to win by you know ten points or so. Ten days to prepare. They had seven months to prepare for the Chiefs. They did have seven months to prepare for the Chiefs, but. If you look at all the comments from the vets coming out of week one, some people, I'm looking at you, Brett, and your Buffalo Bills that are now all over my team's roster, don't seem to have come to prepare, and they don't seem to know what a uh, championship attitude is, and uh, they got pretty much thrown under the bus coming out of week one, but I think they're going to turn that around for week two. We'll keep it. That sounds like something you can fix in one week. Yeah, for sure. Culture is something that can change in 10 days. Uh, We'll keep it with Brett, who has to be a massive disappointment to the disciple with this pick. 81% 81% of the public lining up to lay the wood with the Patriots on the road. Brett, explain yourself. This Saints defense is so bad, guys. And I'm still on this on the Patriots Super Bowl wagon. I, I agree with DP. I think they're going to write the ship here on extra, uh, extra rest. Saints on short rest. Isn't this just a Pats route coming off a, an embarrassing loss last week? Maybe if the Pats had a pulse, maybe it would be a thing. Uh, we're talking about this team winning the Super Bowl handily coming into the season, and all of a sudden after week one, we're we're fading? No, I think they can certainly still win the Super Bowl, and I think they can certainly win this game, but I don't think they're going to go to New Orleans and win this game 40-10. to 10. Uh, I think the loss of Donta Hightower is real. He has not yep. practiced thus far this week. I think that's a nightmare for Alvin Kamara and Kobe Fleener. I think they can eat over the middle. I don't. Why do we think this Patriots defense is good? What implication? Who said that they were good. I've been over here telling you how bad they are. Precisely I'm saying that they're going to get it together in order to patch it up and and put a respectable outfit out there and stop the Saints. Mo, back me up here. I I, I think this is free money. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you guys how bad are you. I mean, Brett. I just man, I got to turn my back on the. Day. I'm I'm blind, it's, I'm blinded by Belichick. That's what it is. You're the new disciple, Rich. This is disgusting. This is a disgusting <laughs> pick. Just tell, tell them tell them where we're at on the Saints, Rich. Should I say it now? Just go. It's both of our top picks. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? The Saints are by far the right side here. Breeze at home. You got a Patriots offense that Maybe I don't know if they're all that great. I mean, what this is? Brady looked like absolute dog shit without Edelman. His free safety valve—that's like basically a free five yards anytime he doesn't have anything anywhere else—and he looked like a complete puke without him. I mean, what if the Patriots just aren't that great? 
Yeah. I mean, this is a possibility. That's something that you guys are completely throwing out of your range of outcomes. I agree. I still think they're Super Bowl favorites. I think they'll write the ship, but there is in the range of outcomes the possibility that the Patriots are just a nine and seventeen. Like, we were saying the same thing, what was it, two years ago when Brady started out like this? And then they won the Super Bowl. This is overreaction from you guys. Nine let's talk, let's and seven. Talk about- Get out of here. That is out of the range of outcomes. It is not even on the planet of outcomes. I don't like this Chiefs team that much. And they just completely stomp the shit out of the Pats on the road. That's another point. Sorry, I'm I'm fired up right now. You idiots all picked the Eagles, too. So what does that say about the Chiefs? That, That they can't beat an Eagles team with no pulse, with absolutely trash garbage Carson Wentz at quarterback and a defense that you guys thought Kirk Cousins was going to walk all over. What are you guys doing? If if the Chiefs are no good, then and they just plastered the Patriots at home in a game where they had 7 months to prepare for, what's what what what's going on? I don't know what you guys think. I never said the Chiefs were no good, man. Don't put me in there. I think the Chiefs are all right. I think the Patriots sucked much more than the Chiefs are good though. If that makes any sense. But then why are you all over the Eagles? You guys couldn't have moved the Eagles faster up your boards when you we'll get into we'll get into that. I think look, I'm legitimately concerned about Belichick having extra time to prepare and the Saints being on a short week. It's seven months. This this concerns me, but I still think this line should be four at most. This is still Breeze at home. The Saints play much, much they are a team. One of the teams that, you know, you don't know about home field, this and that, with these, some of these other teams, maybe it's not that valuable. It, it is with the Saints. It matters. And they should be able to keep this game close. I don't think – I just think – I think Breeze is going to score enough points here that they are not going to just get blown out. 81% on the Patriots. Let's just substitute the Patriots with, let's say, the Falcons. Let's say in an abstract world, the Falcons hold on, they win the Super Bowl, they open as nine-point favorites at home, Thursday night football, lose outright. Do you think that Vegas makes them six-and-a-half-point road favorites against the Saints the next week, and then the public piles 81% on them? You guys think that that's an actual thing that could happen? I mean, it could happen, yeah, but the Falcons always play like shit in New Orleans, so it wouldn't happen. They'd be plus two-and-a-half. Like, this is an insane line. Yeah, I can't. I can't understand this line. It's just a bad line. I mean, it's fine. It's good that you know we have this new format, and it's now your number one picks for both of you. So I think that it's going to get in there, and then <laughs> Brett and I can, you know, I, Rich, I can actually physically walk over and punch you in the face in <laughs> yeah. two weeks, and then you know, Brett, you can just fire Mo because you're his manager. So it's it works out in the grand scheme of things. Already taking a half point worse than Pinnacle. This game is going to close plus four and a half. Yeah, the game's already Come at, on, guys. game's already at six on Pinnacle, and I agree. I think it closes smaller. DP, where'd you have this one? Uh, my three-pointer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, it's my five-pointer, so there's not a whole lot of conviction here. But I, I can't take the Saints with this defense against the Belichick offense. What defense do the Patriots have? I, I just think we're... I think you put it best. I think you have Belichick blinders on right now. <laughs> like that team was not good on Thursday. And they had again 7 months to prepare for that game. At home, home opener, Super Bowl champions, the big M, the big momentum word, and they just play bad football. I don't know. I just I I, <laughs> I think in the range of outcomes there's a Saints role in in here as well. Uh 
at the Superdome. Our other two split games will go to the AFC North for Browns at Ravens. We're flip-flopping here. Mo and I are laying the points with the Ravens. Donnie and Brett are taking the points with Deshaun what Kaiser. Is, what is going on here? Bizarre. You guys, you guys hate the Ravens. We listen to the disciple. Tell us why you're on Deshaun. I mean, man, I'm a, I'm a Ravens. I'm a Ravens supporter. I do think this team is pretty solid, but the Browns, the Browns are on the rise. I think we just have to keep taking them until the market properly adjusts. I think eight's, eight's too many points for a Ravens, for a Ravens team that can't score. Yeah, you've got the Browns in your card. If you were to submit a card, you'd be on Kaiser again. The Kaiser train. This team is not all that bad. I don't think so either. Uh, trust me, I've been the Browns supporter. I just think it's a bad spot for rookie quarterback on the road. Ravens defense, Ravens at home. It just it just lines up to be not a great matchup for the Browns. Uh, Deshaun in negative script against the defense with a pulse. That kind of worries me. I, I had this in the middle of the pack. Uh, Mo had it a little bit lower. Donnie had the Browns a little bit lower. Mo, do you have anything to add for the Ravens? No, I'm I, your disciple this week because, uh, <laughs> again, I agree 100%. This is just a matchup thing for me. I, I just don't see how the Browns can move the ball on the Ravens. Uh, we saw what they did to Cincy's offense, which Cincy ostensibly coming into the season was thought to have a much better offense than the Browns and could do absolutely nothing. I don't know if they have a much better offense. Uh, the Browns have a much better O line, but uh, that's the that's the thing. You, I, I don't want to use the Bengals as. I mean, that Bengals offensive line is atrocious. Yeah, they're just yeah. The, Brown, the Browns will be able to protect Kaiser much better than than Dalton last week. So it's basically yeah. it's basically can the Ravens get to twenty one points? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because I, you know. I don't think I just don't think the Browns will be able to move the ball. I, this is just a matchup play for me on the road too. Just don't like the spot, but I mean, I could be convinced the other way. This is not not like my my Patriots Saints game. Oh yeah, I uh, I had this sneaky high, like high middle, but it's because there's some games below it that I just am kind of throwing my hands up in the air about. Like I ha- I feel like I have a grasp on this game. Whereas the ones that I have below it, I kind of, they're head scratchers to me. So, uh, DP, anything to add on the Kaiser train? Yeah, this has 1713 Ravens written all over it for me. Classic AFC North slugfest. Same. Take the points. Yeah, yeah, that's I, about where I've got it too. Definitely, I think the Ravens win, but it's going to be tight. Definitely makes sense. Definitely uh, something that I would certainly not be shocked at if it happens. All right, the third split game. Everybody's favorite. The Bills make me wanna. And again, it's Donnie and Brett on one side, <laughs> and Rich and Mo on the other. Mo and I taking the seven with the Bills. Donnie and Brett laying the wood. Brett, you are the Panthers truther, so I'll keep it with you. And you're the Bills fan. You got the floor first. Why do you like Slam in the spot? Well, I mean, I'm super high on the Panthers. I think this team is really good. And the Bills are coming off a win. I mean, their value is never going to get higher than it is right now. So I've got the Panthers at home. Kind of, I don't. I had this as a three-pointer. It's kind of a coin flip for me. 
I think it's a pretty fair line, but uh, Panthers could easily roll in this game against a, let's face it, this is not a good Bills football team. They beat a horrible Jets team last week, and I think they're going to be, <laughs> I think we'll see the real Buffalo Bills this week. Yeah, all we did was talk about how the Bills were tanking, and now all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> I guess Mo and I are interested in them. Also, line moving the wrong way for Mo and I. It's now at 7.5 on Pinnacle. I really wanted to love Buffalo in this spot. Uh, I just think the number is a little high. I think that their offense is competent enough to score some points. The offensive line is great. Shady is obviously great, even though he's dealing with a little bit uh, of an injury. Um, But yeah, have this in the middle of the pack. Mo, you've got this in your lower tier. Anything crucial to add? No, this is coin flip territory for me. I capped this at seven. The line is seven and a half with minus one twenty-three juice on the dog. So, not really any anything materially off seven, honestly, with that juice. Uh, to me, this is a coin flip. I don't see value either way. Donnie, we were watching uh, scam, and when he threw that Ed Dixon throw. <laughs> Dixon was just walking into the end zone with nobody in the zip code and, and Scam missed him entirely. You comfortable laying the touchdown with Cam? Yeah, I am comfortable. I mean, it's, it's a big home favorite, but I'm going to lay the points against a Bills team that didn't really show me much uh, in week one. I mean, the Bills won the game by nine points. They covered the spread, but the I mean, they played the Jets, man. I mean, they're they're so bad. They're the Jets, as far as I'm concerned, are just totally mailing in on the season. And I wasn't impressed with what the Bills showed. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if, if watching the game, if the bills were also trying to tank and then realized that the jets were just all in on the tank and then they just had to win the game, but who knows? But, and on on the other side of the ball, you have Carolina who went over to San Francisco. And and like you said, you know, you cited the one bad throw from cam. I don't think that they played all that well. Um, but I, I use that in my favor. I think that they're going to go back home and they're going to play much better. I think when they went to San Francisco, it was you know, it felt like sort of a go through the motions type of game. They got up early. They didn't really need to do much to secure the win. And then, you know, they just wanted to get out of there healthy and move on to next week. And I think we're going to see uh, a big home opener for the Panthers and especially for Cam Newton. I don't think you're not a big Ron Rivera fan, are you? Does he have any substitute no, for about Ron is the clown? Does he have any substitute for brains? You know, we got Malarkey has M&Ms. Our good friend last night, Marv Lewis, has peanuts for brains. Is there anything inside of Ron Rivera's cranium that you have to report? Uh, no, I got nothing. I mean, I just I, I I watch that guy stand on the sidelines. He's always wearing those those dark sunglasses and, and staring into what looks like nothing. I just I don't think that behind those sunglasses, behind his eyes, there's actually any sort of substance in his skull. I just don't think that there's anything there. There's I feel like he might have an RNG generator in no, there. Nothing for brains. Yeah, he is. Hello, random. I mean, because he has random bouts yeah. of sharpness. There's just no consistency ever, though. It's just yeah, like... but if you sh- if, whenever they show him on the sidelines, just look at him. He just looks like he's just kind of staring out into nothing and doesn't really. He's in this daze and he doesn't really know what's going on. Maybe that I agree with. Maybe it is RNG then. Like maybe he just he, there's something computing and it just pops in there and he just Davidi Katai. He's looking at the. <laughs> he's looking at something. To me, he's one of those coaches that he has success based on the fact that his team, the talent on his team, is really good. If his team had a really good coach, they would be amazing. But they they kind of get by on talent. 
Um, and, and, you know, they do the best they can in that regard, but they just, I don't consider him really any sort of good coach whatsoever. Shouts to Gary Kubiak. Um, let's move on to the lone wolf segment where everybody has at least one pick where they're on an Island on. We'll go to Mo first because he has the highest lone wolf. This lone wolf is in his card. I have a lone wolf in my card as well, but his is higher at number four. Hey, doll fans. Mo, are you just simply disgusted? They are plus four at the StubHub Center at a soccer field against the Los Angeles Chargers. I know. Brett and Mo, there's just a split right now between them. Mo, are you just disgusted uh, on what you saw on Monday night? I'm very disgusted. I'm out, guys. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on this Chargers team. I'm off the train. Brett gave me a ticket. I even bought a 66-1 to future. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm off the train. I'm trying to sell my ticket to somebody else. Putrid, putrid line play on both sides of the ball. I'm a big, big fan of starting in the trenches that's where everything begins that is the most important part of football if you cannot win at the line of scrimmage you are gonna you better have aaron Rodgers on your team uh and the chargers do not have aaron Rodgers; they have philip rivers and they cannot win at the line of scrimmage that was embarrassing what the broncos did to them and i think that's sustainable i mean they looked like dog shit you if you can't win on the line you're going to have a tough time in this league. And the the Finns have a pretty strong offensive line as long as they are healthy. When they were healthy last year, uh, they obviously turned Jay Ajayi into a breakout superstar for a few weeks. And, you know, they're pretty healthy now coming in to their first game, almost like they're coming off of a bye. Although they didn't have extra week to prepare, they are at least healthy. And just matchup-wise, I think they'll be able to run on the Chargers. Chargers also have a key injury with Jason Barrett. Like, this guy just can't stay healthy, I guess. Uh, I don't think the line should be four. I got this one at three, and I think there's value on the fins here. Mo Sharp as the devil's dick. The line has moved to three and a half on Pinnacle, and the plus three and a half is minus 113. So that three is in play as a closing line. Brett, I'll give you the floor first. Mr. Chargers, defend your bolts. I will say Anthony Lynn looked completely lost out there last week. Oh, you think that is running backs coach at head coach is not a good idea? I mean, what he did with the Bills last year was actually pretty impressive. But yes, running backs coach turned into head coach is yikes. But I'm, I'm still believing in this Chargers team. I think there's too much talent to overlook. Uh, there are definitely some leaks, and especially if, if Jason Verrett is unable to suit up, that's a huge loss because these, these two covered corners are phenomenal. Uh, they take away uh, both sides of the field, uh, as we saw last week, up until the end there when Demarius got some touches late. But, I mean, for the most part, there was no involvement with these wide receivers in Denver last week. So uh, that is, would be a big loss. But I, I, this is the Dolphins, though. And I think, that, you know, the, the Dolphins are still overvalued based on what happened last year. I think they got a lot of wins last year that they did not deserve. And I, I'm not going to pay for I'm not gonna pay for that when, when considering lines. I'm still on the Chargers here. I think they went by a touchdown. 
Brett has the Chargers right outside of his top five. Donnie and I both with LA in our lower tiers. I'm taking the low stock basically on Los Angeles and trying to buy a win here. Not too confident. Uh, The Dolphins stock neutral, obviously, having not played a game in week one. And I just just don't know how good this Dolphins team is going to be. So I'll, I'll just take the low stock, but I'm very worried at that. That pinnacle movement, especially the minus one thirteen on the three and a half DP. Anything to add on the fish? I mean, going into Mile High, it's a tough place to play. Unlike Mo, I don't think the Chargers did that bad on the defensive line. I mean, they had Simeon running around a bit, and where Simeon is mobile, Jay Cutler is not. And we can't forget that this is the Dolphins with Jay Cutler. This isn't just the normal Dolphins. I expect the uh, defensive line of the Chargers to give uh, Jay Cutler a bit of pressure throughout the day. And when Jay Cutler gets pressure, Jay Cutler throws interceptions. And I think that that's what's going to happen, and that's going to be the thing that, that tilts this over in favor of the Chargers. Like Brett, I uh, I have the Chargers uh, winning by a touchdown here. This is a great matchup for those dual Chargers tight ends as well. The cover linebackers for the Dolphins are about as bad as he gets. I mean, Kiko Alonso, that dude needs Google Maps on defensive plays. He has no idea where he's going. So Wait, uh, wait. You mean there's another tight end besides Antonio Gates? Uh, I forget his, his second-year guy. I, I, did he even play on Monday? I, I can't remember his name. It's the guy with the curly brown hair, right? I, think I don't he got, know. Brett I think he got more drafts. Brett convinced me to draft another tight end from <laughs> the Chargers, but I don't think it played, whatever it was. How much auction money did you spend on something Hunter Henry? Like, um, combined in all your leagues, Brett. What the hell are they doing there? I don't understand. <laughs> Look at that dude. How do you not throw him the football? Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Uh, let's keep it with you, Brett, because you're fired up. And you were <laughs> you were so confused when I sent this this note over to you that this was your lone wolf. Uh, you got the Niners plus 14 going into CenturyLink. Uh, when I told you that Donnie and I had it as our number one, you thought it was our top pick, but it's our bottom pick. Man, I was really nervous when you said that. Uh, Give us a lowdown on San Fran this week. Yeah, look, I don't think you can cap a team as a two-touchdown favorite with an offensive line as bad as this. And with an offense as one-dimensional as the Hawks, this offensive line is dreadful. There is zero surge up front in the running game, and Russell Wilson is running for his life half the time when they throw the football. Can't the Niners just keep this close? I mean, in Shanahan, we trust, right? The Falcons nearly beat the, the Hawks in Seattle last year. And no, this Niners offense doesn't have the same firepower as Atlanta did last year. But Shanahan's capable of creating a game plan to move the ball against his Hawks defense. I think they keep it close for most of the way here. So uh, 14 is just too much for me. You got this in the bottom part of your middle tier i'm not very confident in this game regardless of what side i took i was always going to put it low this is basically me saying that seattle has a chance to have one of the greatest defenses ever Uh, they they were awesome against the packers last week and they were completely jobbed out of a pick six so this is me believing that the seahawks could score 20 on defense alone and uh just get that century link crowd going and pile on on San Francisco. Don, you have them as a one as well. Anything really to add here? No, I mean, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with this game. So at the end of the day, just give me the better team at home looking to bounce back. And that's what I'll roll with 14 points or not. Even Mo laying the wood 
minus 14. Even It's your second uh, to last pick. Hawks D, right, Mo? Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. I just fire the prop that 49ers score zero. Wow. This team might not score a point this game, and if they don't score a point, they ain't covering plus 14. Uh, one thing I would say is a, a big problem is going to be Brian Hoyer. I actually like Brian Hoyer, but in order to beat the Seattle defense, you got to throw deep on them. You got to throw deep. If you try to throw short, they're going to eat you alive. And Brian Hoyer does not throw deep. Yeah, it just plays. So, in, it plays into their zone. If you yeah, if you throw if all you're that bad, short stuff, you got to at least throw deep. And they don't do that, so they, I don't see this. Being they threw good. they threw deep quite a bit last week. Hoyer the destroyer. This is, this is a new offense that he's playing it. That that's that's definitely the key to at least competing against this defense. Because Mo's right that the type of zone that the Seahawks are normally in. You can't you can't throw those crossers or slants or anything like that because one they might not be open because of how suffocating the zone is and two if they catch the ball they're getting tackled immediately so you're never it's getting any yak. It's Marquise Goodwin week. Marquise, yeah, you touted him yesterday on the DFS pod. Get Marquise Goodwin in your DraftKings lineups. Uh, I'm going to take the podium next because I have a pick that none of you are going to like. It is in my top five. It is super square, and I yelled about it earlier. I'm laying the five and a half with the Chiefs against this putrid Eagles team. Uh, wait, wait, what? The, putrid Eagles team? The line has already moved. The line has already moved in my favor on Pinnacle. The Chiefs are minus six at home. The, the Eagles squeaked by at uh, the Slurs last week. Carson Wentz looked horrible. Outside of broken plays where he scrambles around and Nelson Aguilar is wide open because, duh, after 15 seconds in coverage, any NFL athlete is going to be wide open. I wasn't impressed by the Eagles' defense. They gave a ton of looks to Cousins, and Cousins didn't convert. And even when Cousins did convert, you got Terrell Pryor dropping a touchdown on the left-hand side of the end zone. I think that was a game between two bad teams last week. Not impressed by anything either of those teams did. Uh, and I, I think I, I'm really excited about this Chiefs offense if they're going to be as aggressive as, aggressive as they were on Thursday night because that's something... Uh, when's the last time Alex Smith had warm bodies running routes? And now he's got Hunt, Hill, Kelsey. West is something out of the backfield. Conley looks good. So, And we know that the Chiefs' defense, even though they're without Barry... Their front four and their front seven is stout. And I don't trust... I mean, if Wentz ever pushed the ball downfield with consistency, then I'd be worried about the Barry absence. But he doesn't, so I'm not. So I'll lay the wood happily and take Kansas City here. Mo, you're the Chefs fan. Tell me why I'm wrong. Well, Zach Ertz going to have 10 catches because Barry, first of all, is the guy who shuts down tight ends, and he does a great job of it, man. I mean, he made Gronk's life hell last week. Basically, played the entire game in Gronk's pocket. Um, so if you're a fantasy guy, watch out for opposing tight ends against the Chiefs now. It's going to be a whole hell of a lot easier for them. But uh, overall, this is just I, 
again, I'm not excited about this Chiefs team. I'm even less excited about Barry. I am a little worried about a couple of these Eagles injuries. Ronald Darby being out potentially is a major problem since he's looks like they're only he should be their only good corner. But uh, I still think this Chiefs team is the most. I mean, is anybody going to be more overvalued after Week One than the Chiefs? For me, this line should be. I'm worried about Andy Reid also having a little extra time here. But for me, this line should be should be four. I, the Chiefs, and I don't see this team as being materially more talented than the Eagles. Bert Minotti, what you got? I think the Eagles might just be good. I mean, last week I I I got cut up too much in the law of NFC East last week. I, I was looking at the e- the Eagles team on paper and was like, yeah, this the offensive line is really good. Defensive line is phenomenal. And I mentioned the offensive line on the show last week, how good it is. And they went out and crushed our souls. Now, now they travel to KC, which, yeah, is never easy. But this Chiefs team, as most said, could not be valued higher after the win last week against the Pats. All the hype surrounding Kareem Hunt, Tyree Kill. But this is still an Alex Smith offense. This team's not going to whiff 40, pound, 40 points against this uh, again this season. So I, I like, I really like this Eagles passing game this week. Esmo said without Eric Berry, they also lost cornerback Steven Nelson for a while. This is, there's no depth in this secondary and they were already really weak at some spots. I mean, especially defending the, defending the, uh, the slot with Philip Gaines, who is a disaster. So uh, I'm expecting a, uh, the Eagles could just go and win this game on the road this week. What happens to bad QBs and Arrowhead, though? I understand. Not a word Rumble like a cookie. I mean, outside of the front four on defense, too, for the Eagles. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has a pulse outside the front four. I, I, I'm believing in some of the offensive things that I saw from the Chiefs on Thursday Night Football. My my one big worry was buying high, stock high on Kansas City, but I was relieved to see that the line moved in my direction on Penny. My other one, another stock high team, but they're giving less than a field goal? Why are you guys in love with Kirk Cousins again? I got the Rams minus two and a half. In McVay, we believe. McVay taught... Kirk Cousins, everything he knows, he knows him like the back of his palm. Wade Phillips has the defense humming. Aaron Donald back in the middle of the line. That's going to be a disaster for a Redskins team that already can't run the ball with Fat Rob. I think the Rams are for real. I think the offense is simplified. I think Goff's job is going to be easy. Sure, they've got Norman on the other side, but just avoid him. Make the easy throws, and the Rams are 2-0 on Sunday. Who's got the slurs the highest? DP, you have the slurs the highest. Tell me why I'm wrong. I mean, public is 57% on the Rams. I mean, when's the last time that happened? I mean, they the Rams are right now, this is the epitome of stock high. I mean, last week they scored the most points in the NFL, but they did it against a team that was, you know, the Indianapolis Colts are they're so bad. So, 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 so horrifying as a professional football team. I don't put any stock in the fact that they blew them out of the water. In fact, if that didn't happen, that would have been an indictment on the Rams. But it did happen, so okay, great, good. You did what you were supposed to do. I'm not giving you more than that. Just a little pat on the back. Get back to work. Um, I, I like the Redskins to bounce back here. I think that uh, them being favorites, or sorry, them being underdogs here, 
is is a great spot, really great spot. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Rams after what they did last week, and they're going to be excited about them. And you know, I just I can't I can't get behind Jared Goff in that performance in Week One. I mean, I know the offense looked better. I know that they improved. I know that uh, he has a lot of weapons that he's able to sling the rock to. But the Redskins defense looked good. In week one, I mean, the offense was the one that, that uh, lost in the game against the Eagles, and I, I expect uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, dare I say it, to, to bounce back in this one. Kirk Cousins against a defense with a pulse, Mo. Why are you on him? Because, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be tough. But, look, this is still Jared Goff to steal what Brett just said about the Chiefs. This is still Alex Smith. This is still Jared Goff, man. And... I don't. I put absolutely no stock into what happened last week. Uh, like Donnie said, you're buying as high as you can on the Rams, and that that Colts team might not even be a professional football team. This might be the worst team in the league. Uh, I'm just throwing that one out the window. But they did exactly. I'm going off of talent level, and on talent level, the Redskins are just a good amount better than the Rams. When you have a QB who can complete a pass more than 10 yards downfield versus Jared Goff, that is a massive, massive difference. Jared Goff, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league last week, throwing down the field. Uh, they did exactly what you're supposed to do against a bad team. They, they couldn't have done anything more. They blew the doors off a bad team, which is what you're supposed to do. I still like this Skins roster. I, I don't know. I don't know how they can be this bad, as bad as they played against the Eagles. I I still think this is a really talented team. I mean, to me, their roster looks pretty solid when I look up and down the whole roster. I don't see too many holes. Anything to add, Brett? Not too much. This is just stock high versus stock low for me. And, yeah, as most said, I, I think the Redskins are just a better team than a Goff-led Rams team. I'd be all in on stock high, stock low if this number was a field goal or north of a field goal. But being south of a field goal, I love L.A. in this spot. DP, wrap up our Lone Wolves. We'll start with your highest. It nearly made the card. And it's it's an icky one. You're laying the wood with the Arizona Cardinals in Indianapolis. Holy shit. Jay Cutler with a different haircut. I mean, what? We just talked about how bad the Colts were. That's exactly why I'm laying the wood here with the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are going to bounce back and have a really good game. I mean, listen, you can tell me, you know, how bad Carson Palmer is, how he's done. You can comment on his haircut. I get it. I'm with you. Okay, but this Colts team is a high school football team. They might even be an elementary school football team. They're so, so, so bad. And I expect Bruce Arians to get his team right for a team that I thought and I still think is going to make a run at the NFC title. Uh, I think the Cardinals are just going to turn it around. I think they're going to win this game pretty easily. I mean, we talked about it a lot uh, yesterday on our DFS pod, how we how we like the Cardinals and we like their offense in this game. And and I, I still like them. I think that they're going to cover this and cover it uh, rather easily. No David Johnson, no John Brown, no Mike Ayupati. Dion Buchanan limited in practice the last two days. Carson Palmer, a.k.a. Jay Cutler with a different haircut. Brett, do you want to, uh, you want to spoil it now? Yeah, let's go. This this could be peak super contest leverage play, guys. 72% of the public on the Cardinals as seven-point favorites on the road 
against a arguably a pro football team, and they don't have their best player. David Johnson is not on this roster anymore. That leaves Carson Palmer without his do-everything star out of the backfield. I said last week, I don't bet Carson Palmer as a favorite on the road. I still do not bet Carson Palmer as a favorite on the road. What is this? The Cardinals are minus seven here against the Colts. They'd be minus 13 at home this week? Is this team even good? This offense is a disaster. Have you watched the Colts play football? The, yes, they would be minus 13 at home. Well, that's that's ridiculous because I don't I don't know what this Cardinals offense is now. No John Brown. I mean, John Brown, Jermaine Gresham hasn't practiced yet this week. Something Kerwin Williams starting at running back. I think the Colts just win this game outright. And I talked about Dante Moncrief last week. I think he's going to have a monster game against this card secondary that could not stop the Lions last week. Matthew Stafford ripped them apart, and I don't care that this is Scott Tolsey. Yes, he's bad, but this Cardinals team does, does not instill any fear in me right now. I think Indy gets it done. I think this is a great super contest play. Who is the starter? <laughs> I, I don't know who's Win starting. the game outright, he said. I don't know Rich, yeah. Mark, get your notepad, Rich. Put, <laughs> mark the tape. Beth I mean, I, that, that might be the most absurd comment I have ever heard <laughs> on the money Aaron Gamble podcast. Bet the money line. I'm telling you. <laughs> This uh, Cardinals team is not good. Mo and I are completely off this game. Uh, lower tier for me, third lowest. Mo's got it all the way at the bottom. But yeah, Mo, I had no idea what to do with this game. You said it last night in the Skype in the Skype thread, right? What is this game? Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought there was line value, and I still think there is line value on the Colts. I had this way higher when I when I capped it, uh, but I just. When I saw, saw what I saw last week, it did not even look like a pro football team. So I got to see this team play like a pro football team before I can, I can take them. But yeah, I, I'm not excited about this Cards team. I don't think they're that good. Uh, just lost too many key pieces from their defense. Calais Campbell was an absolute monster for them, and now no DJ. I don't know. I, I don't like this team, and. I can see, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy to imagine the Colts winning this. And I think it's the right side. And I think there's value at plus seven. But man, I don't want this on the card. I mean, Chuck Strong. Uh, <laughs> honestly, though, who's playing quarterback? I honestly have no idea who's playing quarterback. Do we know? They put no, Brissett in late, didn't they? I, I don't know. I would imagine it's still Tolsey. It doesn't matter. It's the, <laughs> You're getting a bad quarterback either way. The plus seven is minus 113 on Pinnacle. Let's buzz through your last lone wolf real quick, DP. We had to have somebody lay the wood against the JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. You've got the Raiders minus 14. It's your second to last pick. Not too confident, but tell us why you decided to click Oakland. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just similar similar reason why I clicked uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I mean, the Raiders are just a better team. Uh, I said it earlier. I mean, the Jets are, are they're just mailing it into me this season. They don't look like they're going to try at all to win football games. 
Um, so I, you know, I like the Raiders to just uh, win this game, win it easily. And uh, like you said, you know, it's my two pointer, so I'm not putting a ton of stock into it. But if I have to pick a side, just give me the better team in these spots that has an explosive offense. I was just going to click Raiders. I put both the big spreads at the bottom at the beginning of my process, and I was just going to click Raiders too and just leave it down there. But then I saw we have some line value, lines 13 now, so it went down from a key number. So I'll I'll take the 14 and whatever. But Brett, Brett, you love the 14. You nearly have them in your card. Talk about gang green. Yeah, I mean, that that's a lot of it is the, the line movement. I, I just think 14 is too much. And, and it's the same reason I had the 49ers this week. Two touchdowns. Are the Raiders even that good? I wasn't that high on the Raiders coming into the season. I don't see them as two touchdown favorites against anybody. So this isn't the week? This is not. The week, <laughs> the week is never happening again. I've given up on the week. Mo, start the car. We're taking the 14. Any confidence last in this game? Was the week. <laughs> yeah, last week was the week actually. What do you? Their defense looked pretty good. Carl Joseph is a beast. Too many points though, right? Uh, this Too- week, I think there's maybe a tiny amount of value on the Jets. Coin flip territory for me. I did cap this at thirteen. It's uh, the Jets looked really, really bad, and the Raiders did look like they had a pulse on D. But so tough to lay fourteen. I just couldn't do it. All right, let's get to... Raiders not 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 a good enough team to lay 14, I don't think. All right, let's get to the picks, but first we got to tell you guys about fantasysupercontest.com. It is the only place to sweat the world's greatest sports betting contest and the collective. You get real-time scores. You get to look at everybody's selections, what their trends are. Home, away, night games, Even if you're not in the contest and you're just betting football and you want extra insight into what the Sharps are doing, you want to check the top of the Super Contest Gold Contest and tail those guys, you can do all that at FantasySuperContest.com. Get all the info you need, all the trends, all the picks. Head over to FantasySuperContest.com. I've got the first pick this week. I had the best record last week. I spoiled it earlier. I'm taking the Saints plus the six and a half. I am stamping them fervently onto the card. This line is a joke. 80% of the public is drooling out of their mouths and walking to the counter to lay the wood with a Patriots team that is could be slightly above average. Love the New Orleans Saints in this spot. Got them on the card. Bingo. Bongo. I love it. Let's go. This was also Mo's number one pick. So Mo, your number two pick gets onto the card. And it was the team that I initially had at number one, but I have some injury concerns that I guess we can talk through. But give us your card selection. My pick is the Jags. Again, after... Last week when I really wanted to pick the Jags, but I tried going to Narrativeville. We're out of Narrativeville. We can just look at football teams. And based on these rosters, I do not see how the Jags should be plus two and a half at home against an average-ish Titans team. I mean, are we even sure the Titans are better than the Jags? And they're just minus two and a half on the road. I did cap this as a pick so I do think they're better. But I am still a big believer in this Jags D. The offense looked atrocious last week, especially Bortles. He had like five yards per attempt. Um, but it was the Texans. Texans have one of the best D lines in football. We saw what they did to the Bengals last night, completely throttled them. That made me feel a little better. 
about this pick. Um, Bortles might actually be able to make a positive contribution against the Titans and their below-average defense. Uh, I am, as you said, a little worried about these injuries. Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye both have not practiced, and they are critical. Maybe a little less sobers of the Titans than most teams, but Boye only has mud butt, so I'm guessing he will be back. Mud butt, uh, Ramsey, mud, mud butt for those that don't know his illness. That's not sure. And uh, the Titans have their own key injury on defense with Jarrell Casey out. So that, to me, pretty much cancels out the uh, the loss of Ramsey. And, uh, I mean, whatever you do this week, just make sure you tease the Jags. I'll say that. But uh, didn't, didn't you love the Titans coming into the season? I mean, this is law of small samples this week. Holy shit, guys. Well, you have, I, you I have love the... them at 67 to 1. Well, Brett. has a nice long shot. Brett, I mean, you have Jags as your second pick. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't as high on you guys, or on the Titans as you guys. Oh, I wasn't either. I had the Titans third in the division. If I recall oh. correctly, well, maybe it was maybe it's Mo and Donnie. Yeah, I think it was Donnie actually. Second or third? I, I have the. Jack- I don't know. He's, he's talking about the Titans maybe not being good. We're basing this off one game. Well, I don't know. They they got embarrassed at the line of scrimmage by the Raiders. Who? Well, I meant more. Uh, like I'm saying, are we sure they're better than the Jags? Like, what if the Jags have a pulse? I mean, we said from the start this team could be decent. Yeah, Jags division winners. This was a not only consensus pick; it was the pick that we as a, a team had the most confidence in Donnie Brett Mo all had them as their number two pick I had it as number three and again I would have had it number one save for those DNPs from Boye and Ramsey those are very worrisome to me and it's something that I think we as a collective should monitor uh, today's practice before we submit the card per se how infuriating is it going to be to watch Blake Bortles throw a pick six on Sunday? Oh, my Lord. Uh, and, yeah, I think come week 15, if they played this game again in Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville's like minus three, minus three and a half. Jags, AFC South, anything to add? Brett, you, you seem concerned, even though you had this as your number two pick. No, not at all. I was just surprised that Mo is, is, is already – it seems like he's already off the Titans, but – I gotta say, I think Doug Marone is is mind-numbingly dull as this dude is. He knows how to win football games at the pro level. He orchestrated the best season in Buffalo in the last 18 years with a truly dominant defense that hasn't been the same since he left. And now he just might get this Jags team to the playoffs by taming Blake Bortles and riding Leonard Fournette and this really good defense. It's only week two. We don't know for sure if Bortles is or can be a game manager for a full season, but yeah, I expect it to continue this week. I I initially had the Titans in this game because I read the wrong the the line wrong. I, I thought like there's no way the Jags should be plus two and a half here at home. I, I was confused by that. So yeah, obviously uh, I'm on the Jag side. Donnie, you ready to order up some Bortle service? I am ready to order up that Bortle service. Let's go. If we uh, Rich, you just mentioned fantasysupercontest.com. If you look at the historical data from that website, we can see that the Jaguars are six and two against the super contest spread when playing the Titans going back to 2013. Wow. Let's go. Roulette. Never been against, never bet against the streak. <laughs> never bet against mean. the streak. Already <laughs> down to one and a half on Penny, too. Yes, one and a half on Penny as well. Uh, this game could close at a pick. Jags are a better at football, and they're going to win the division. Let's. Are Jags are Jags going to be popular though in the contest? Hell no. You don't think so? Are you on drugs? 
Isn't know. the public seventy percent of the Titans? Seventy one percent on Tennessee. On, yeah, on public on Tennessee, and this is an ugly number. Nobody likes to take two and a half. Yeah, true. That is true. All right, Brett. Speaking of ugly, <laughs> let's go to your topic. I already, I already, I already said it. I've got the Colts as my number one pick this week. <laughs> Holy shit! We're Every, really doing this, this is so bad. I mean, come on. I don't care how much the lack of faith you have in Carson Palmer in Arizona, but the Colts really. There's so much line value here. The Cardinals are not a good football team, and they're minus a touchdown on the road. You're betting on a coach who didn't know the team he was playing last week. <laughs> I'm gonna buy Brett a pizza. I was gonna say when the, when the Colts win outright. Brett, I'm just this is it's a free roll. I'm just gonna buy you a pizza. Mo turned his back on the disciple, and then the disciple ended up being the sharpest motherfucker in the West, taking the Colts. No, we're gonna be the only team that picks the Colts this week, and it's it's my favorite game on the board. How do I not have the Colts as my number one play? This is amazing. You are absolutely out of your mind. I mean, it's it's really. We told you not to stop drinking in the morning before ten a.m., but clearly you just don't listen to that. Holds out right, Mo. Mo, even you aren't that sharp. Even you aren't that ballsy. It's the opposite. I I I told you guys I kept the Colts in the like middle of my tier, upper middle really. I thought that there. I think there's line value. But I was—I'm just being a pussy. That's why I moved it to the bottom. <laughs> I'm all—I'm all in. Love it. My my favorite part is that uh, we're keeping everybody accountable this year because your 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 pick is yours. The, uh, save for a veto, it, you—it's you, all yours. So I appreciate Brett. You know, just going totally neck out, balls to the wall. Selecting any here. That is very admirable. But but isn't this the way you have to attack the super contest though? I mean, aren't these the picks that we're looking for? I mean I don't know about week two. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, too many I think picks. we can we can score some victories before we start going crazy here. Speaking of I, I don't think this is that crazy, guys. Speaking of crazy, Donnie bringing up the rear here. This is actually a consensus pick, not not high by anyone really except for DP. DP, you hate this team, you hate this coach, you hate this quarterback, and yet you're laying the wood at home. <laughs> Just tell the people. Tell the people who you've got number one. The G-Men, minus three and a half, going back to New York, playing the Detroit Lions. Let's go. Public is 68% on the Detroit Lions. I don't even know what the hell that is about. Don't they realize that this is the Detroit Lions? The Detroit Lions are just going to put up a really good game one, one week, and then they're just going to throw up a total stinker the next week. I mean, that's that's to me, that is what's going to happen here. And then you have the other side of the ball. You have the Giants. They didn't look good on offense in week one against the Cowboys. They didn't look good at all. I thought they looked pretty good on defense. And, uh, you know, Eli's going to turn it around. I hate Eli, but he's going to turn it around. I mean, the guy's just, he's up and down like a yo-yo week in and week out. But this is the time when he goes back home and, uh, you know, he's really going to gonna show out. It's stock high, stock low for me here. I, you know, I just – people to me are buying too much in on the Detroit Lions. And as far as I'm concerned, they will always be the Detroit Lions. And uh, I'm going to bet on, on the Giants here. I absolutely love them. Absolutely love them. This is classic stock high, stock low. I couldn't have shouted louder during the summer about Detroit regression, Detroit regression. They can't just win close games in the fourth quarter. And then the Lions go and do what they do 
the first week of the season winning as home dogs in a strange fashion against Arizona. And now the Giants go out. They play the worst game possible on Sunday night football. They get totally manhandled. And now 70% of the public is lining up to bet Detroit public dog. What's worse than a public dog, Mo? All right, thank this, you. <laughs> this pick makes me queasy. I This reminds me of, I think, wasn't there a game last year where uh, you guys laid points with the Giants and I was not comfortable and it turned out to be a bad well, play as they won? It was early, too. I, I, don't, I can't go to the window and actually bet money on the Giants well, laying we, three and a half here. Well, we are. Just We're doing can't. it. We're doing it. But I, I think there might be a little bit of value. I do think they are better than the Lions and should probably be minus four. But this is already minus three on Pinnacle. It's moving the other way. Uh, I don't feel good about this play. Giants defense. Brett, how you feel? I, I'll feel better if I know Odell Beckham is for sure playing and is healthy. Uh, this was coin flip for me. I do prefer the Giants side uh, because I think the Lions are overvalued after the win last week. I guess a bad Cardinals team, but God, Eli Manning is terrible. I mean, if you think that the Colts can beat the Cardinals outright, you have to love the Giants here. Brett. I, I, I like Giants a lot more if I know Beckham. Beckham is such a difference maker for this team. If he is if he's good to go, then I, I'm I'm comfortable with this side. Come on, Brandon Marshall can put a clown suit on Darius Slay. Come on. No, nah, bro. No, not possible. All right. So the card. Thus... How does, hold on. How does Donnie feel if Odell sits? He still likes this. I'm fine with it. The as long as listen, the the Giants need to to not act like they're some sort of uh, power running game. All they need to do is just line up with Eli in the shotgun, and if they need to dump the ball off to Shane Vereen 25 times, then fuck it. Would you just do that already? That's all they need to do. Okay, that will work. That will get them down the field. Their defense will stop the Lions. That's what needs to happen. I don't care about Odell Beckham. Yeah, you hate Beckham. Beckham is a clown to me. You the hate- fact that he's even going through all of this stuff with this injury, he's just a giant baby. Six to eight weeks, you don't bro. Them play football. Six to eight weeks, though. Yeah, six to eight weeks. Stop having dance battles with people <laughs> with Russell Westbrook in locker rooms and stuff. I can't believe you hate everything about this Giants team, and yet you have them number one. That actually, that actually has to be a good thing for us. Unless it's some like hate pick. I don't know. So the cards. It's not a hate pick. I also I think that the Lions are a, a joke as a team. I mean, they're just they 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 show up one week and they do really well. They suck the next week. They do horrible. At the end of the season, they're going to be at best what seven and nine at best. I mean, and also you have to put stock in the fact that, um, the like Rich, you you brought up you know the, the Lions can't win close games, and then they kind of did one last week in the fourth quarter. Well, all you guys talked about was how bad the Cardinals are and how bad Carson Palmer is. So. The Lions also beat that team that you're saying is really bad. I mean, I just I'm not in on the Lions at all. I think that a lot of people are, and I think that that's why you know nearly 70 percent of the public is on the Lions right now. And I like the Giants, who looked like crap last week on Sunday night, to really, really, really bounce back this week. All right. So our weird card thus far: Saints plus six and a half at home to the Patriots, Jags plus two and a half at home to the Titans. The Colts plus seven. 
Stop laughing. At home. To what do you mean? That's home. the most insane. We have to laugh because if we don't laugh, we're just going to be pissed off all day. It's going to be. It's going to be so fun to sweat on Sunday. And Giants minus three and a half. We always have to have the Monday night hammer at home to Detroit. Now we have to fire up the machine and see what the collective selected. Here we go. The collective chooses the Denver Broncos. Denver plus the two and a half at home. Home dogs. Had to be the Broncos. Yeah, had to be. Against Dak and them boys. I am the lowest on this game, but I wanted to be higher on it, and I'm kind of glad you guys pushed it in. This is a great matchup. Denver's throttling defense against Dak, who cannot push the ball downfield. And then Simeon, who's okay against the Dallas defense, which really isn't that good. They just got a great push against a terrible Giants offensive line. So thank you guys for getting this through. Uh, Brett, you were the highest on them. Talk about Denver. Really? I thought you were super, super high on the Broncos this week. I, I, I think Dallas is still overvalued after a win last week. And although I'm not, I'm not a believer in this Broncos squad, I think the cornerbacks are just going to have Dak rattled this week. Uh, this, one, this one does make me a little nervous because of the interior matchup between the Cowboys offensive line and this Broncos defensive line, which is not good. So the threat of a Zeke monster game is in play, but in the end, I, I don't think Dallas is going to be able to chunk away like they normally do against this really, really good uh, Denver defense. As a, as a unit, this is a very good team, as we saw last week against the Chargers. I don't think they are going to be able to score 20-plus points, and uh, if that happens, the Broncos are going to win this outright. Donnie, you were the next highest. You hate Dak. Tell us about it. I mean, I going into mile high and playing a Denver team with a really good defense, I mean, it just to be favorites in that spot, I mean, that just screams being overvalued to me, like Brett said. I mean, and and the public is 70% on the Cowboys. This is this seems like a completely out of this world batshit crazy to me. Um, I mean, listen, we know how you beat the Broncos. You tend to just line up and run straight, right? And obviously, the Cowboys have the best unit. Uh, when it comes to the offensive line, and also they're running back with Zeke Elliott in order to do that. Um, but like Brett said, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be able to score 21 points. I mean, Simeon seemed to march down the field pretty easily against uh, the Chargers last week, and, and I expect him to do the same, you know, to, to at least keep his team in it where it's close enough that that the spread is going to come into play. But I, I honestly, I like the, the Broncos winning out right here. Derek Wolf had a small injury on Monday Night Football, but he's not been on the injury report. That is big for us in a game where they're going to have to have a lot of push up front to stop Zeke. Mo, anything to add here? Dak got all the accolades, got everything, feasted on these bad teams last year, feasted on Zeke going nuts. It's time for the reckoning, young man. Like Brett said, facing this... Broncos defense is going to be at at mile high. This is going to be a world of difference for him. And if I'm taking a bad QB, which I still believe Simeon is, I'd much rather have a bad QB at home than on the road. We get, we get Simeon at home where they looked pretty solid against the chargers and the run defense looked surprisingly good. I don't know how much of that is just the chargers being putrid up front, 
but I'm willing to entertain the notion that the Broncos' run defense is better than expected, especially with uh, Jared Crick sitting, who <clears throat> excuse me isn't good. And Brett, like Brett said, some some warm body they plugged in was playing much better. He was making plays. So if they can slow down this running game, Dak not going to be able to do anything. And I think if you just look at the quality of the rosters, yeah, the Cowboys are a good amount better and deserve to be favored. But this is a this is a good matchup play for the Broncos. I like the way they match up with the Cowboys. If they can slow down the running game, I think Dak is going to really, really struggle. And uh, on the road at mile high, it's not a situation you want to be in. So the card, Saints plus six and a half, Jags plus two and a half. Colts plus I'm gonna laugh every time plus plus seven and a half Giants minus three and a half and Broncos plus two and a half five home teams four home dogs you guys have a veto if you want to use it yes vetoes are available I I think there's value so I'm not vetoing this DP you got two you got two that you hate I can't I can't veto this early in the season. I gotta let my guy ride with it, but fucking Christ, Brett, this is like <laughs> I man, love it. This I is this is this is this is some shit, man. So Jags and Broncos would have made the card using the old method, but so would have these three games. Bears plus seven at Bucks, Packers plus three at Falcons. And Vikings plus five and a half at Steelers. I kind of like that card. Anybody? Nothing. I kind of like that card too. But uh, <laughs> whatever. Let's see what happens. Where I we... can't believe I can't believe we have a good quarterback on the card this week. Uh, you, guys, you guys put Breeze on the card. Bortles. Oh, okay. Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. But he's like dying and old. So elite QB. We need at least one elite QB. We had we had Philip last week. He's elite AF, right, Mo? River's never been elite. <laughs> Holy shit, he looked bad last week. Pray for us as uh, Steve Buscemi, whatever the hell the Ravens owner said when they were mulling over Kaepernick. Pray for us. That is the Super Contest Show. If you guys want to send your picks, we had, what, a couple dozen picks sent in. Awesome stuff from you guys at Gridiron Gamble and then Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Whatever you prefer, send in one pick against... The Super Contest lines, and we will give you a ticket, if you get it right, for a raffle at the end of the season. Best of luck in your DFS, in your betting ventures, in your Super Contest ventures if you're in. We'll see you next week. Peace. Out. Peace.